All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Sam here with uh, Wall Street Mastermind. So today I have uh, Dean here with me. And hey. Uh, Dean is, hey, Dean. Um, Dean is one of my clients who just graduated from the program a few months ago. And uh, I think he uh, broke the record in terms of the fastest time from just when we started working together to when he got his offer. So uh, I've definitely been wanting to get him on here to talk about his recruiting process and experience. And, uh, but, you know, with finals exams and everything that just happened, we haven't been able to do it until now. So uh, I'm very happy that we're finally able to do this today. And, uh, Dean, thank you for taking the time. Sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, of course. And uh, can you maybe just start by uh, giving a quick introduction on yourself? Like, where do you go to school? What year are you? Uh, where are you going to be working this summer? Sure. Um, so my name is Dean Zimberg. I'm a current junior at Lehigh University. I'm majoring in financial engineering uh, in a program that kind of involves the core in both business and engineering. Um, I am, my expected graduation is in May 2020, so four-year program. And what was the last question? Where am I interning this summer? Yeah. So I'm in, interning at Stiefel. Uh It's a mid-market bank. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to be interning in New York City, so that's actually where I live, so it's uh, perfect. Yep, yep. And in fact, uh, uh, you're going to be interning with your best friend, right? Right, yeah. So actually, it's a funny story. Um, I was referred to the program by one of my really good friends, John, um, who also was, so he was in Wall Street Mastermind, and he, uh, we both had the same super day at Stiefel and both got the job. We were the two out of 10 people at the super day who both got the job, um, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, we both went through Wall Street Mastermind. It's yeah. just, uh, they recruited out of, our, out of our school. We both made it through the first round to the super day and it was a easy choice because, uh, you know, it's just a summer and um, it's really kind of an incredible opportunity to be able to work with um, one of your really good friends, uh, let, you know, investment banking is a lot of hours and having that opportunity is great. Yep. And, uh, John, so John actually joined the program, what, like a month before you or something before, before he told you about it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, um, he joined during the summer break. So him and I, so we go to school together. We actually, we, we were roommates and he joined in the summer. So I had not known until he, you know, was getting on calls with you while, you know, in his room. And I, and I kind of noticed and he told me about it. And that's when I kind of um, hopped on board, um, kind of just seeing what he had done with um, what you had done with him. Um, it was really impressive. And I just, I, although I was at, uh, I wasn't behind in the recruiting process at all. I was kind of doing everything I needed to do. Uh, I was, in fact, I was ahead of the game in many ways. Um, I was in all the recruiting pools. I was, you know, had many of my higher views already, but I was hitting a roadblock with some technical work and stuff like that. And John like offered you up as far as, uh, you know, how he's, he kind of told me how he was helping, how you were helping him. Um, so I looked into it and that, that's how I got involved with you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you connected us with, cause, uh, obviously I gotten to know you really well and, uh, it's been yeah. really fun working with you. So, um, and, uh, so, I mean, you guys both go to Lehigh and obviously like Lehigh is not really a target school. Do you know, like roughly, how many kids from your class are going to banking next year? Sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know the exact number. 
Um, but yeah, so Lehigh is not a target school um, for your bulge brackets for sure. Um, although, you know, there are some, they, you know, you, it's not a target school, like, you know, your top echelon schools, but, uh, you definitely need to, uh, that's kind of, that kind of shows how important this program is for especially non-targets and targets, but, but especially non-targets people, you, you need to have a little more grit, um, and you need to put more work in if you want to, you know, achieve invest an investment banking opportunity. Yeah. Um, non-target as yeah. far as the exact numbers for my school um you know similar to any other school it's not a lot like it's you know i banking is one of the hardest jobs to get right um i couldn't tell you an exact number but i've probably seen like 20 students having you know investment banking from boutique to mid-market to you know yeah. bulge bracket to i haven't seen any like elite boutiques but you know um i've talked to and everyone i've talked to has had either um, you know, tons of grit, you know, sending emails constantly, um, connecting with, you know, uh, my university alumni or using or leveraging their own family connections where there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you should leverage every connection you have kind of, um, every person from my school, you know, clearly had a level of grit to, to try to break into wall street, so to speak. Yeah. And how many students do you guys have at Lehigh approximately? uh 5000 undergrad okay. okay yeah so that's i mean assuming if all 20 of those people got into banking that's that's an extremely uh difficult yeah. accomplishment right so i mean you guys i'm sure you guys are uh, extremely proud of yourselves right um, yeah. there's, there's uh i can tell you that there is there's th- there's four there's three students who got into Stiefel from Lehigh okay who accepted right? an offer besides me so there's one other besides me and John got it got yeah. it Okay, awesome. And then, uh, can you give people just kind of like a rough sense of your background? Like when you when you uh, when we started working together, like you know, what kind of what kind of experiences did you have already on your resume, and what have you done uh, up to that point? Yeah, sure. So, um, that's a great question. Um, as far as my experience goes, so I, I guess when I was recruit, when I was uh, kind of entering the whole recruiting process was in this past summer, uh, so 2018. Um, I was transitioning from sophomore to junior year. Um, I, my, my resume was very tech oriented. Um, I, you know, I wasn't I, I, like a lot, like a ton of people. This probably resonates with, you know, most of your clients, but like maybe not. Um, I, I have no, I had no idea what I really wanted. I, I have no idea still to this day what exactly I want to do after college. But I, I, I do know that, you know, banking is one of the best, if not the best, you know, job you can get out of college to, you know, to, to pick up basically to build your toolbox, so to speak, you know, to have a uh, kind of a toolbox where you can really just go anywhere from banking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's way easier to go from banking to, to tech versus vice versa, which is kind of what you told me. Um, and it's really interesting when John told me about your program and I looked into you that you have a career path from banking, from tech banking specifically to big tech. Uh, so from Wall Street to Silicon Valley. And my resume um, when I met you was very tech oriented. It was very Silicon Valley oriented. And I was actually, when I was, uh, uh, but when we met, I was in, uh, I was in the recruiting process for Apple, which is invite only. And, you know, I was recruiting heavily for big tech, but aside from Apple and your, your topic, 
big tech, you know, besides Fang, you know, uh, the recruiting timeline for big tech is, is way, um, is, is way, uh, far in advanced compared to banking. So for instance, like, uh, a lot of the big tech firms are looking at, you know, January, February, uh, summer, 2000, uh, first summer, 2019, you know, January, 2019, February, 2019 for those jobs. Whereas banking is looking almost a full year in advance, um, right. trying to poach students. So, um, although, you know, I was recruiting for, you know, big tech at the time, uh, my, my resume was, was, was not too, too contextualized for banking. Right. Um, so I, so you want me to talk about more specifics, kind of what I'm up to at school or kind of, is that what you're? Yeah, you're, I think, I think back then, if I remember correctly, uh, you had done several like tech internships. You've also started some, uh, pretty cool, uh, nonprofits and just your, your own organize. You started like several different organizations, but I think, um, the thing that stood out to me was unlike a lot of, uh, investment banking candidates, you didn't really have any like finance internships or anything like that on your resume, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I see what you're saying. So yeah, I could talk a bit about that. Um, so my resume was, and kind of my experience has been in, uh, I guess you could say entrepreneurship, you know, and many times, many interviews, I kind of go in and say, like, I call myself an entrepreneur in a way, a self-starter, which, which is, uh, still who I am. And I founded a few clubs at schools at my school. Um, specifically, I started a fintech club at my school um, where we, you know, kind of raise money with sponsors such as some of the banks or some of our sponsors to, to get students involved in fintech financial technology and kind of get students educated on that and more. Um, you know, it's a, it's a burgeoning field. So we wanted students uh, involved in that from my school, especially non-target. We wanted uh, students getting involved in fintech opportunities. Um, and aside from that, you know, that, as you said, I had no finance experience, specifically no finance internships, but I had, you know, uh, a laundry list kind of on my resume of, you know, myself self-starting internships, you know, uh, sorry, self-starting uh, clubs, stuff like that, uh, some nonprofits uh, where I had to raise money. And although I didn't, I, I, it, I had an impressive resume, so to speak, at the time, but not, but not anywhere it was not bankified in, in a way. So it was, it was in no way related to, you know, finance. I had, I quantified some things on my resume, but you were able to look at my resume and say, you know, what you do, what you have done in your past, um, you know, from the FinTech club to, you know, other ventures is very similar to what a very senior banker does um, on roadshows. And I've, I've never even heard of a roadshow at that point. Mm-hmm. And you were able to tell me that, you were able to kind of like completely revamp my resume in a way where it was all the same stuff. It was all the same things I did, but you're able to, um, you and I call it uh, bankify. I guess you call it bankify. Uh, you're able to like say, you know, what you were doing was really raising capital. Um, right. and, and that, that resonates very well with bankers. And I remember when, after I completely, you know, re- revamp my resume with you and, and at the end of the day, your resume is just your story. So I was really just revamping my story with you. Yeah. Um, and and I, we, we weren't changing any, any key facts or anything. Everything was the same. It was just kind of contextualizing what we were thinking. Yep. I was able to go into interviews and say, you know, 
what I've done the past two, three years, I've able, I've raised, you know, $50,000 from X, Y, and Z and, and traveled here, there, and here, you know, to, uh, to raise money and to raise capital, which it's, of course I recognize it as a, as an analyst, that's not what I'll be doing uh, day to day, but that's what, you know, that was my, um, first exposure to business. And that's my, that was, that's kind of what led me to banking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and bankers love that. They love to see, you know, my resume was not, it was, it was different. It was not your typical resume with, you know, your typical uh, finance internships prior to banking. It was not, it was more, it was very tech oriented, but it resonated well with bankers after I was able to bankify it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people that, uh, you know, when it comes down to your resume, there's really two aspects, right? There's like the substance of what you've actually done or the experiences you've actually had. And that kind of is what it is. I mean, depending on how old you are, if you're already a junior, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to go and change that or get new experiences. Right. And then, so the second part of that, which uh, people usually need more help with is how do they kind of frame the experiences that they already had, right? Like how do you market yourself and how do you, um, talk, talk about your experiences in a way to make it more relevant to investment banking. Right. And I think exactly that's like exactly. what a lot of people I think struggle with or like, you know, even in this case, talking about raising capital and stuff, like obviously you knew that that's what you've been doing, but you just didn't think to kind of tie that back to investment banking. Right. Yeah, exactly. And for instance, I would go into tech interviews and talk about the content of what my FinTech club would do. And they would love that. They would love what, we're, what we were up to. And I would kind of get, I would go pretty deep into, you know, what the content of what we were up to. But what I realized with Sam is that like, you know, you, you get very, especially with something that you've started, you get very enthralled in in talking about what you did. Whereas, you know, the bankers are not as interested in what you did, but rather, you know, how you, uh, how that relates to banking. Like, how does that relate to our firm? How does that relate to what you'll be doing day to day? How do you recognize that that doesn't relate to what you're, you know, so they don't want, so you know, they don't want me to blabber about fintech, but they kind of want to see, you know, how did you, how did you build, you know, how did you make pitch decks and, and, and pitch fintech? And, you know, how did you, how did you pitch your club in a way that was similar to, you know, dissecting a business and, and you know, stuff like that. So you, you need to kind of contextualize um, everything you, you've done in a way that's like, you only have, uh, it's kind of think of an elevator pitch. You only have a specific amount of time um, in a room with a banker, you kind of have to say all the important things, but not only say all the important things, but say all the important things that relate to banking and relate to the firm that you're applying to. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like, you know, before you met me, obviously you, you were thinking about either tech or banking. And so you've been doing, you have been doing some of, uh, some networking on your own with bankers as well. Um, I think I remember the first conversations we had, uh, you told me, you know, you've been networking with countless alumni from Lehigh, I think is the way you said it. Um, but you said that you were kind of hitting some dead ends. So like, can you talk about that, that a little bit? Like kind of what were you running up against at the time? Yeah. Um, with regard to tech or banking or just anything? Uh, uh, with banking. With banking. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I kind of, as I said, I, w- I wasn't late to the game with recruit, with the recruiting timeline. I, when I met Sam, I was, you know, I, I had already the resume that I submitted was the resume that I had done myself. The, you know, all the higher views I did, I'd done on my own um, without, you know, aside from like, you know, typical vault guys and stuff like that and following the news, you know, it's kind of, um, I did that all myself. And, and then 
aside from the higher views, I, I also kind of knew that, you know, it, when, when you're kind of throwing your resume into a black hole unless you network. Um, so I was sending, I think I sent about 1,200 emails um, <laughs> over the summer, which is kind of crazy to, to both yeah. banks and tech. And from, from my, um, I was actually in San Francisco, I'm from New York again, but I was in San Francisco for an internship right. um, this past summer. So I was physically able to kind of go to, to alumni and meet with them for coffee on the tech side. Um, I actually met with a few like JP, Mor- uh, JP Morgan's out there. Um, so I was able to like meet with some bankers, but you know, I was obviously physically in Silicon Valley. So I was, I was, um, you know, doing coffee chats and stuff like that with, with, with tech guys. But, and what I found on the tech side was that I was way too early. I mean, sorry. Yeah, I was way too early. Um, as we were talking about earlier. Um, but with banking, I was kind of just on time, but I wasn't physically in, uh, in, at home in New York. I wasn't able to like coffee chat with anyone. So I was emailing left and right. I was getting on phone calls um, and everything was going well. I was getting, you know, first rounds, but um, you know, school came up and that was kind of the big roadblock is I was doing that all during the summer and, you know, during the summer I had an internship, but it wasn't a crazy internship. It was my, you know, sophomore to junior year. Mm -hmm. Um, And my biggest roadblock was really just time, Um, you know, time in the day, uh, your waking hours. And it's kind of just like, managing you know this entire recruiting process should not be um overlooked with Mm -hmm. regard to the time commitment Mm -hmm. it is it takes so much time i think if i were to um if i were to quantify it in like credit hours my you know (laughs) it's like it's literally like two or three classes worth of work it is so much work right um if you really especially coming from i don't know what it's like coming from a target school (laughs) um but uh, from coming from a non-target, you know, wanting those bulge bracket, wanting those like mid-market boutique, whatever you want, you know, right. have, at least having like options of where you want to go. Right. If you want that flexibility, you need to kind of work for it. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where I was. At school came, I was overloading on credits. Um, I, you know, was running my, you know, my club responsibilities and stuff like that. And I just found, I found that I did not have time to study for you know, the technicals, even re- reading the vault guides and uh, beyond that, I was not really able to like efficiently allocate my time and resources yeah. to find, and figure out, you know, what's important, what's not important, you know, how do I, and, 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 and then it was especially tough seeing students around me, both in my school and other, and I have a lot of friends, you know, who go to top echelon schools, you know, seeing them post on LinkedIn, their, you know, their updates for their next summer, you know, every, it's, it felt like, obviously this is kind of just how I felt, but it felt like everyone was getting jobs. And I was kind of like, I was losing steam. Right. After, especially after all the hard work I put in. Right. Um, so that's kind of where I was really, I was definitely at a loss with um, time. And, and then with regard to technicals, you know, I did my own work, but there's only so much your brain can retain after, you know, especially when you're, you're, you're managing, you know, six, six classes at the same time and you're managing. So it's kind of just like, and, and then also trying to, um, you know, uh, prep for your higher views while you're also trying to prep for super days that you don't even know that you've gotten yet, you know? Yeah. So it, it's like a whole, it's a huge mess. And, and kind of, that's kind of where I came with you. That was my biggest roadblock was time and technicals. And you kind of helped me with, with both incredibly well. So 
Yeah, and I think to to make matters worse for you, I mean, I guess this was a good thing, but right after we started working together, you got your you got invited to these interviews maybe like a week after like they were like oh, they were going to happen like a week after we had started, right? And yeah, so Yeah, exactly. And it, it was uh Yeah, so ta- it, yeah, I'd probably add a few things to that. Like, it'd be time, um something that I needed help with, uh kind of and um technicals and then uh kind of what you just said was with regard to time and the third was like kind of confusion with regard to you know my career path um i was really confused with regard to you know tech versus bank you know silicon valley versus wall street so although the program is is tied for investment banking you know sam is well versed in both the tech side and banking side and if you're someone who's you know not too sure if if they're somewhat torn between silicon valley and wall street you know, he can help you out there as well. Um, and so I was torn between all three things and he kind of said like, okay, he was able to sit me down and say, all right, the tech world can wait because the recruiting timeline is not here yet. You know, what's the, the most pressing thing is banking right now. That should be your priority. And yeah, as Sam was saying, like right when I joined the program, I had a super day, like I believe a week or a week and a half later. And mm-hmm. I kind of just, had sleepless nights, you know, with technicals and stuff like that. Um, you know, prepping every way I could going over, you know, my story with you going over like, you know, why banking, why now, why this firm, um, all the, your classic questions. And, and, and yeah, and that's, as you said, it was, I got it. I got the offer Yeah, pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean like that week, I think I remember because we only had a week, um, you know, normally obviously you know, when I work with people, we kind of do things in order and we'll start with like fixing up their resume and cover letter, LinkedIn profile, which we did for you. And then like, I teach them how to network, but then like for you, because your interviews were coming up so soon, um, we just kind of switched the order around for the entire program. We said, Hey, what's kind of your biggest need right now, uh, in order for you to be successful next week. And we decided that the biggest hole you had was your technical knowledge. Right. And then also obviously brushing up on your behaviorals and, and tweaking your story and, and stuff that we already talked about. And right. so I think we talked what, like every single day that week for yeah, probably, at, you very well. probably at least like what, for an hour or two every day. Right. And yeah. Doing, yeah, doing, I mean, doing mock interviews and uh, just kind of teaching you all the technicals you need to learn uh, yeah. almost, almost from scratch. Right. I mean, you had a little bit of knowledge, but I think there was definitely like still a lot of stuff that you didn't know yet. Yeah. And uh, this is the thing that I always um, hear from people, which is like, oh, like, I mean, I could just learn the technicals on my own or uh, I'll read the interview guys or all the information is online or whatever, which I think is definitely true. All the information is out there. Right. But I think um, it's not really just about can you learn the information? It's can you learn the information in the most efficient way possible? Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and and I remember every night, every day that I spent talking to you that week, I had wished that I had found you earlier and that I could have done the program like a normal client. <laughs> um, but on that same note, um, on that same note, I was thankful that the program is very malleable. Um, I mean, don't, don't, I wouldn't recommend, you know, doing what I did. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's run by human. It's run by Sam. It's not run by robot. Um, it's someone who, who is thoughtful and, and, and understand and understands, you know, each and every person's unique situation. Um, 
and my, mine was certainly a unique situation. And he was able to kind of, we had a, our first, our first or second call was saying, you know, as you said, what do you really need? And I kind of just told him like, listen, my, you know, the LinkedIn doesn't matter. He agreed. I was already like getting super days and stuff like that, like stuff like that. And we were able to see like, you know, what really matters is kind of behaviors, technicals, and we just crush those in a week. Um, and it's not like, you know, it's December now because we kind of just waited for this call after, um, finals and everything. But it's not like after I got my super day, I, um, Sam stopped talking to me, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it did not, uh, that's not the case at all. I didn't, uh, I, I still, uh, talk to him pretty often. Um, he kind of helped me. Um, I already had, you know, a job, but he helped me kind of map out, you know, leveraging that offer. Cause I, of course you have, you have two weeks to, you know, to, to look at um, your, the offer that you have in hand and maybe leverage that, that exploding offer against other offers. So he helped me with that. So that was an extra two weeks there. Mm. And then he helped me kind of, you know, I could talk about my spring internship if you want, Sam, but he helped me like leverage other internships. I mean, talk uh, like look into other internships and plan ahead and help me with advice with regard to grad school and stuff like that. So, so this isn't just like a, although it, it's definitely the best way to break into banking. He's also a resource for, pretty much, you know, planning out your career and two to five year forecast of kind of what, what's, you know, how can you leverage your story and your, um, your toolbox in a way that um, will like let you succeed and, and like find fulfillment. And that's not just, not just with regard to money, but with anything it's, it's, you know, for some people, some people are, some people are motivated by money, but if you're motivated, you know, success is kind of just like what you want to do at the end of the day. It's not just money. It's like, um, if you want to go to tech or if you want to go to banking, Sam will, will ask you to, you know, like what motivates you and he'll kind of tune, will tune, um, the experience, you know, for what you want to do. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, the thing that I really enjoy the most, uh, about working with clients like, like you and, and my other clients obviously is that, um, we actually have like a personal relationship, right? This is not one of those things where, Hey, you join the program and you never talk to me or even get to know me and vice versa. Right. And so, uh, even, you know, eight weeks from now beyond the eight weeks, like you said, um, my goal is to basically help you be as successful as possible. Right. And investment banking is just one step, uh, in that process. But, um, there's a lot more beyond that. It's like, kind of just like having someone who's, been there, done that, and, you know, is older than you who can kind of mentor you and just be a sounding board for you. Um, and so I, I really enjoy, enjoy doing that stuff. Right. And so like for you, like, even though you lined up this internship, I mean, um, I think, uh, even after you got done with banking recruiting, you had some other exciting things lined up right between now and, uh, and yeah. start. Right. So can you tell us about those? Like, what are you going to be doing? Yeah, sure. Um, so, so as I said, as I said this past summer, I sent I was in San Francisco and I was just sending so many emails and I was so I was so torn between banking and tech, but I recognized that you know with either I had to send emails and I had to network. No matter really, no matter what industry you want to go into, you really just have to network and create personal relationships mm-hmm. and make make people feel invested in you, mm-hmm. um, make people get on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for both tech and, and, and banking this past summer. Again, I sent one, about like 1.2K, email, like basically 1,200 emails. Um, 
and just cold emails, uh, seeking advice, kind of navigating my career path, like getting on the phone with, with people. And, uh, and I found that, you know, I had a lot of tech opportunities that, uh, for, for, for not for kind of for next summer, but weren't pressing, as I said, like, yeah. uh, I, I opened up a lot of doors in the tech world just from all those emails, yeah. but there was not, I couldn't really act on them. Um, for instance, like if you were to get on a call with a banker, they'll tell you, okay, um, they might say, you know, get online and, uh, apply to this and, and, and then submit me and, and then write me down as a referral. But for instance, if I'm on a, if I'm on a call with, you know, a big tech guy, they're not going to say, um, you know, go apply online because those applications aren't even open yet. Uh, they'll say like, reach back out to me in December <laughs> or something like that, which was kind of like, I kind of realized that was an ongoing pattern and I kind of just didn't give up, but I kind of made that uh, secondary priority versus banking. Yeah. So I realized it wasn't pressing um, with, and I kind of realized that with you, Sam. Um, and then because I had made the, I'd opened all those doors and, and Sam made sure that I didn't close those doors just yet. I was actually able to leverage you know, the relationships I made, um, over, over that summer on the tech side. And I actually, I realized that, um, I was thinking about studying abroad next semester and I realized that I had enough. Um, obviously this is a unique situation, but I was, I'm able to actually, I realized I was able to take off a, a whole semester and still graduate on time mm -hmm. as long as I like overloaded on credits. And I figured, uh, I had a job this summer um, with Stiefel and I, and I was kind of, I had a lot more time on my hand and I had Sam to my disposal, so to speak, um, kind of just as, as a resource. So I was like, I should, I should circle back. You, you know, you should always, you know, close your loops, whether it's a thank you or with anything. And I kind of circled back to a few companies that I was, you know, kind of intrinsically since I was young interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the, a few of them were Tesla and Apple. And, and I circled back with Tesla. Um, and, you know, they said that, you know, they started, they're recruiting for spring co-ops and spring internships. And I, and I was able to interview, uh, this was in mid-November for uh, internships in big kind of on, in Silicon Valley. And I was able to land a, a Tesla uh, finance and accounting internship, a Tesla. Wow. Um, and and, and <laughs> Wall Street Mastermind was, uh, became Silicon Valley Mastermind. <laughs> And kind of helped out, <laughs> helped out, still same, same thing. I had an interview and Sam, uh, you know, scheduled phone calls with me and, and helped me out with those interviews as well. Um, and kind of, again, kind of was able to contextualize in, in reverse back, back my resume back to big tech and my story kind of more big tech oriented um, and was just, just as helpful and kind of just shows that, again, there's a human behind the screen. It's not it's not, it's like a professor. It's like, if you were to, there's a reason why people, you know, take classes in school and don't, not, not everyone's taking online classes. It's because, you know, you have, it, it's, 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 it's more intimate than just taking an online class. You're really like able to talk with Sam and he'll able, he'll, uh, he'll, it's a malleable program. So he kind of, I was in a unique situation where kind of tech opportunities showed up and now I have Tesla lined up right before a banking job. Uh, in the summer, which is going to look uh, great for grad school. And it's going to be really helpful if I want to, if, uh, you know, if I want to lateral or if I maybe find out that I hate banking, <laughs> I want to go tech or vice versa. It will kind yeah. of, it lets me explore my opportunities 
a bit more in detail and, and that's all thanks to Sam. I think I, w I wouldn't have been able to map out my career as well as I did without Sam's help and without you know, the help of the program, which should really be looked at, the program in itself should really be looked at as a course um, with regard to like value prop and value proposition. Um, you know, is it, you know, is it worth it is a lot of people is what I ask myself and, you know, and it, in the beginning, it's obviously hard to tell because you're not in it, <laughs> but I can tell you after doing the program and being a part of it and, and my friend John can tell you for sure, you probably, I think you had a call with him Santa, like similar to this, right? Right, um, right. That it is most definitely worth it because if you compare it um, to the courses you take in school and college and how much money you're spending in college and stuff like that, you know, at the end of the day, you're in college to get a job. <laughs> and this is, you know, you, this should be looked at as just another course. Um, and this is probably the most valuable course because it's really it's real world and you're gaining, uh, you know, experience that will help you um, tremendously with regard to picking up a job and, and kind of navigating your career path. Yeah. Um, with, you know, most people, even if it's your closest, even if, aside from your parents, you know, you, it's difficult to get the time, this amount of time and um, the time of day and like, you know, unique help from someone who really cares um, about like kind of what you're doing and, and, and understands that each position, each situation is unique. And my situation was certainly unique. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that, uh, that I'm really proud of in terms of just how I run the program is that it's kind of what you, what you mentioned, which is, um, it's not a one size fits all approach, right? Cause I think a lot of the approaches you see out there just in terms of the resources that are available to you guys, it's kind of a one size fits all approach, right? Like whether you're reading interview guides or whatever, it's just like, here's the answers that everybody's reading and everybody kind of like gives the same answers, especially for the behavioral questions. And that's just like the best way to not stand out at all. Right. Yeah. And, and everybody has a different situation and everybody needs help with different things. And, uh, and that, that's also the reason why I don't work with a lot of clients at the same time, right? Is because I need to customize, uh, the solution for each individuals, uh, to kind of serve them to the best of my abilities. Right. So, uh, I'm super happy for, for the results that you've been able to get. I mean, so, you know, obviously you're going to intern at Tesla in the spring. You're going to, uh, I think you're also going to find time to study abroad. Right. And then, yeah. Uh, and then you're also going to Stifo in the summer. And so you kind of have, um, all your bases covered, just uh, whether you decide to do banking full time later or you want to come back to tech, uh, yeah. you're still having having fun on the side. You're, where are you going? You're going to Europe, by the way? Yeah, I know. So me and uh, John, actually. Okay. <laughs> are going going. Going. So John is studying abroad in Australia and I'm going to be there for a month. Um, I was able to push back my Tesla internship and kind of, you know, I, I see it as like, um, you know, studying abroad for a month, so to speak, and kind of just uh, you know, once you go into banking, you're going to have no time to do right. any of that kind of stuff. Right. So I'm working for half the year. So I'm making, uh, really like making money for half the year, which is great. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of just taking a trip beforehand and, and just going to work, work through half the year and then go right back into senior year. Um, but yeah, I mean, that kind of shows that like, you know, it's, it's definitely, I'm looking back in retrospect on the semester. It's not, it's not the easiest semester for yeah. anyone. Um, and it's so important how you manage your time um, and how you allocate your resources um, because like it is the most important semester. I think one of the most important semesters uh, if you're recruiting for banking, I think soon uh, the previous semester might be the most important because just how, how early they're recruiting. Right. But um, 
but yeah, it's just, you, you just have to be aware. And, and, and like Sam was saying, like, I can give you a little, like a small brief story. Like I was in an interview uh, for a bulge bracket and they're asking me, I was in a technical interview and you'll often see technical interviews um, are not just rattling off technicals. They'll mix and mix behaviorals into it and stuff like that. Um, and in the interview, he, I, uh, they're they like, I was answering questions, uh, you know, perfectly. And they're like a few questions and they're like, all right, now give me an answer. That's not in the vault guide. <laughs> so that kind of shows like from the interviewer's perspective, if you, if 90, 90, 95% of people are all reading the vault guides, they're all reading these online resources like wall street oasis, et cetera. You know, you're gonna, it's going to be very clear that when, when someone is not doing that and is, 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 you know, is, is putting more work and putting, you know, you know, getting their information in a way that's, that's different than everyone else's. And it, it stands out. It definitely does. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I think when, when you can answer technicals and then relate them to like your, you know, your story and stuff like that, it, it really, you really stand out rather than just sounding like robotic um, and like picking out, you know, vault guide answers. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, uh, Look, I'm uh, extremely happy for you, extremely happy for John, obviously. A little bit envious, to be honest. You guys are totally living the dream. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys have a blast in Australia and over the summer together as you intern together. I think that's right. – I wish I got to intern with my really good friend. That would have been awesome. But, uh, right. yeah, you guys are going to have a blast in New York. So, uh, again, um, congratulations on all the success, right? Awesome. And uh Thanks a lot for taking the time today. To I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your experiences and advice with other students who are still going through the process. And uh, so, yeah, thank, thanks for doing this, Dean. And uh, I'll talk. No, thank to you, you so much. You're you're the busy man. So thank you. You <laughs> you help me out so much. So uh, definitely, and anyone can reach out to me if they uh, are curious, more curious about the program. But uh, I'm I'm uh, happy to be on the call. Thanks, Sam. Awesome, man. All right, Dean. And so everyone. Uh, that'll be it today and uh, hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Dean and uh, we will uh, talk to you again next time. All right. Bye.